0: like to welcome you to a special Thanksgiving edition of Ectoplasm starring Myron House and Josh Hurd on this very special Thanksgiving day, a day we give thanks to all the Native Americans that we slaughtered and took their land so that we could prosper in this wonderful, Wonderful nation we call the United States of America. And to those less fortunate than the rest of us, the 99%, we wish you happy holidays wish the very best on you and yours. So without further ado, let's kick this motherfucker off.
1: Good man, how are you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. That was like one of the best intros ever.
0: I stole it. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't steal what I said, uh the but the music is uh from the ding dong show.
1: The ding dong?
0: Yeah, the ding dong show is a show they have in the laugh factory in LA. And oh they, hell yeah. Yeah, and they always start out with the uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh nice. And then they well well they kick in with uh uh Mr. Lou which is uh redone by uh, the black eyed peas called, right called pump it but uh but i listen to it a lot well i'm actually on the 10th episode of it or, or whatever but it's a pretty good show <laughs> that's good stuff but yeah man
1: freaking uh happy turkey day to you
0: yeah happy turkey day to you and everybody else right <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a day you know did you you know Thanksgiving is the only holiday that isn't a corporate mess you know I'll give you that absolutely it is it is on every other holiday they stock the shelves yeah with uh You know, Valentine's Day, chocolates, flowers. You got to go out and buy them. Valentine's for the kids to pass out in class. Candy. Uh, Same thing with Christmas. They have Santa Claus. You know, you got to go out and consume and buy everybody presents. (laughs) Big shopping day in the year. You
1: see, and that's one thing. It's like, you know, today is Thanksgiving right now. As we record this, it's Thanksgiving, which means tonight is the black
0: friday sales which i'm going to tell you is not part of the holiday it is God, it, no. it's a corporate intrusion on the holiday absolutely and that's why they're starting it on thanksgiving that's why they switched it from friday to thanksgiving night it, the thing is is that there, there's nothing to buy except for turkeys <laughs> right, right. <laughs> on thanksgiving you don't have to go buy anybody presents you don't have to buy anybody anything you know, you right. just go out and buy some food. But, just get food, but you can make Thanksgiving dinner with whatever you have in your kitchen. So it's not a big shopping day, right? It's, but despite uh, its 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 hideous background, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving is the only real holiday where people actually sit down and appreciate each other. Yeah, there's no, there's no uh, further agenda. You know? Your mic is blasting me out. I think the I think both the mics are blasting me out here. You think it's just this? It could be this that. Okay. Let me turn that down. All right. Is that a little better? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> like right. I'm too loud.
1: Yeah, you're too freaking loud. So yeah, but in you know, in in the spirit of, of Thanksgiving, you know, we have a house full of people right now. And so that's what you're going to be hearing in the background is Myron's daughter and my daughter playing upstairs and my mother and my wife and my other daughter are out in the dining room, yakking, yakking away yeah, <laughs> and talking. Yeah. But I tell you what, we, I, I was very excited. Let me pull this out real quick. <clears throat>
0: I was very wait there, excited. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, okay, let me rephrase. Hold on. Are you going to get into it?
1: No 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 no. Oh okay.
0: What do you got? I w- I w- the other day.
1: We got, we had uh, an email oh. on our ectoplasm show we at did. Gmail, and I was I was freaking ecstatic. I was like, oh my god!
0: Yes, yes, and it
1: said like greetings from a fan. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be even better because this person is going to have something nice to say. And she did. It was amazing. So I wanted to give a special shout out to Audra Hurley, who lives in Missouri, by the way. In Missouri. In Missouri.
0: So she's fairly local to where we're at. Which part of Missouri do you know? I
1: don't don't remember. She did say in the the email where she lived.
0: But yeah. We live 20 minutes from the northern border of Missouri. Yes. So, uh, you know, if you're close enough and you really have something to say.
1: Yeah, we can just have
0: you on the show. And you're not a weirdo. She seemed seemed pretty cool. She seemed pretty down to earth. Well, read her email, and then let's answer it. Read her email? Yeah. You're going to have to give me a tick. Okay, I'll give you a tick, and then I'm going to talk about something real quick. Okay. But it's not the subject of our show. That's fine. Okay. I got to think of it. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) I know what it is. All right, you go ahead and check your email. Okay. Uh, anyways here's what i want to talk about you remember when uh i was gone the first time yes yeah and uh to to quote i said you were sucking my butt i was kissing ass just a little bit yeah yeah or a lot of it then i was gone again you were gone again and my name got mentioned in two times <laughs> <laughs> and that was it it was just, yeah it myron's it. gone today and then at and the end, that was it oh myron set this up <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was it and you, you know the weird thing about me is
1: wow they're being very loud
0: yes Thank god <laughs> the weird thing about me is is that i i don't like uh compliments yeah I, you don't i don't you don't but deep down <laughs> I really do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we had too much in the first one, the first absence, and not enough in the second absence. Is that what you
0: are saying? You're fucking right, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Well, here, here is the. Um, uh, this is the email. All right, Audra says, "Howdy, Audra here from Southwest Missouri. Southwest, Southwest. Missouri. Okay. So yeah, we're closer to Northwest Missouri. Yeah." Um, I'm currently listening to your podcast discussing the Amityville case. I must say I'm enjoying your show as far as the paranormal. I am really only interested in ghosts and other hauntings, but I still find your episodes and other phenomena very intriguing, which is awesome. You know, um, she didn't say that or she was quite nice when, cause in that episode we were bitching about the sound quality. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we do that Yeah, because we're picky. You know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. But um, she said, in all honesty, she didn't even notice the issue, so uh, we're doing a great job. What else? There was something else. I'm not a complete skeptic, nor am I a solid believer, but it gives a more balanced perspective. That's what she was saying about the show, which was our intent from the the Mm get-go. So to hear that was amazing. Yes. But yeah, it was great, man. So, yeah, But that's not all. Um, no. I still love learning about the unknown, hearing about other experiences. I know you were in the early stages of podcasting, and by all means, I must clarify, I'm not any sort of media guru, just a public relations graduate from Oklahoma. So I can't give any solid advice, just some food for thought, which we always welcome. You know? Yes. Um, she goes, I wondered for future reference if you plan to discuss more specific paranormal cases, how interesting would it be to review and analyze them in a detective solving a case sort of way, which we have discussed. Yes. Um, Laying out chronological timelines, discussing paranormal evidence collected, reviewing testimonies of the victims of the haunting, researching history of the haunted locations, drawing conclusions of could this be a paranormal occurrence or was it a result of media hype bad investigating Uh Um, a criminal investigation of paranormal investigations which is a great idea and it was funny because directly following the recording of that show we had that very conversation about doing another type of podcast
0: yes which which, let me let me hit this up yeah all right would you say her name was again Audra Audra Okay, Atra. And for anybody else listening out there, our show currently is us just sitting around discussing it as if we do not have Google.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> and we do not gather evidence or, uh, or, or pre prepare for these shows in any way. I have no facts, and Josh has no facts. He may write down a few things. For uh, today's
1: t- show, I wrote down two pages worth yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but for the most part, we don't prepare. And so a lot of times what you're going to get is it may be some false reporting, mostly, opi- yeah. mostly opinion. And it's just a conversation. And uh, it, it, we because I know there is no way that I'm going to convince anybody who believes in ghosts to not believe in ghosts. And I think that Josh knows that he's not going to be able to convince anybody to believe in ghosts, exactly, so yeah, unless you have that experience for yourself, you know yeah, so it is what it is. It's just a conversation, and hopefully hopefully, our conversations are entertaining I would hope, God, I would hope <laughs> Josh does documentaries which uh which discuss uh or probably lays out more evidence to, right? you, you know, they're a little more in-depth and detailed. However, I am trying to get Josh to do a show, and uh, it is in the same vein as Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, And and for anybody who has not listened to Dan Carlin, Please go and listen to Dan Corlin. It is an amazing show. If you are not a student of history, which I am not, really, you will still find his podcast entertaining. Yes. This guy is really detailed in his history, and he pulls from other history uh, books that have written down, Finds, it, he puts together a 500- or 1,000-piece puzzle, excuse me, he puts together that puzzle before he starts his podcast and he talks about some amazing amazing things in history right uh such as the mongol invasion across asia and europe uh he talks about world war ii and he gives some really great perspectives and that is what i'm trying to talk josh into doing but for the paranormal and what it would be is it would be called Josh Hurd's uh uh haunted history Haunted, I think, yeah Josh Hurd's haunted, haunted history haunted history uh, uh we, he of course he hasn't started it yet so There's don't go a, don't go looking for it but what not yet but what that show is going to be is actual real events so let's take the uh let's let's take the uh Velisca House here in Iowa. Sure. Basically, what would happen, and and I would not be hosting it, it would be Josh. Basically, Josh would be discussing uh, what happened uh, in the days leading up to the murder, discuss the murder, discuss the investigation, discuss the suspects, the witnesses. Yeah, build
1: up the characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, you know, Audra in her email even said, you know, that this would... Most likely, a task like this would take maybe four or five episodes, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we would go for. Yeah, and obviously some some cases aren't going to be like that. Yeah, but the bigger ones absolutely
0: would. Mm-hmm. And it would cover the reason why people would think that the house is haunted. Yes, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have Josh say and then a ghost popped out of the the, the floor. It wouldn't be like that. It would be. This specific thing happened, which caused these specific people to say, that house is haunted. Exactly. And and it would discuss their claims. But it would all be factual. No paranormal. It would just be facts to the paranormal. Yes. Why people think it's paranormal. And we discussed that long before we got your email. So don't ever tell us what to do, Audrey. <laughs> ever. <laughs>
1: Of course Myron is having fun with you (laughs) This is what Myron does (laughs) He's like don't ever (laughs) But no that was freaking amazing Like getting that Getting that email was awesome And we would encourage more people to do The exact same thing
0: Yeah and that is how pathetic we are That we've only received one email Yeah
1: god we suck man No
0: (laughs) Oh my god my seven-month-old
1: daughter's in the background, going, "Yeah, you suck, Dad."
0: Oh my gosh! So, what are we talking about today, man? If we're going to talk about alien abduction as it relates to DMT.
1: Now, okay, yes, but what is DMT? Because this is interesting to me, and I had no idea of the similarities.
0: DMT is dimethyltryptamine. It's produced naturally in your brain, uh, but it is also produced naturally in hundreds of thousands of plants. In mm. fact, e- oranges exactly. have it. Uh, and you can extract it from these plants uh, and and various things that produce it. Yeah. And you can smoke it. Uh, there's a tribe in South America that uh, consumes something called ayahuasca, yes. which is uh, dimethyltryptamine. Now, you cannot eat dimethyltryptamine because we, uh, we have a chemical in our stomachs that prevents us from absorbing the drug through our stomach lining. So, so you have to take a, 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 an inhibitor. Something to activate it. Something that will allow it to bypass that chemical uh, or, or... or Inhibit uh, or, the chemical. Yeah, inhibit the chemical in our stomach to allow us to absorb it through our stomach. So most of the time it's just smoked. But back to the natural occurrence, it occurs naturally in our brain. In fact, you're producing it right now. And so far... Uh, It is the most potent hallucinogen known to man, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this was
1: interesting, Mm -hmm.
0: reading up on this stuff. And uh, we produce it in larger amounts when we sleep. Right. And we release it when we sleep, and it causes us to dream, or it's part of the dream process really trippy stuff, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. trippy dreams. Now, what we're going to be discussing is whether or not people who say that they have been abducted in their sleep... Uh, because there uh, are a
1: lot of those claims. A lot of alien abduction claims happen
0: when the person is like, oh, in lying bed, in bed. Right, in bed exactly. Uh, whether or not the they are even... It, it, I'm going to say, I don't know what stance Josh is going to take, but my stance is is that these people are producing higher than normal levels of of dimethyltryptamine and that that the dimethyltryptamine is creating the hallucination that they are being abducted. And in most people who take DMT, uh, even people who don't claim that they were abducted, just take it recreationally. Yeah.
1: Which there are a lot of those people.
0: Say that they encounter beings in their in in their trip. And uh, and these beings enlighten them yeah. in some way. Teach them. Uh, and- if you've ever listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, which I think anybody who's re- listening to us now, who has listened to us before, knows that I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Every time Joe Rogan takes it he encounters these these beings and they don't necessarily have little green bodies and big heads right. now, you know he says sometimes they're fractals you know mm-hmm. which are which are uh, shapes like triangles and squares and stuff like that and, and he says that they tell him what's important and what's bullshit yeah and i and and within the last few years he's gone hunting and he asked them whether or not Hunting was uh, a good idea, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, because some people they say, yeah, hunting's bad, killing animals is bad. So he asked them, and they're like, eh, (laughs) whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. (laughs) But, anyways, uh, a lot of people say that they see, they encounter these beings and they become enlightened by them. Yeah. Now, if somebody were to go into a DMT trip, not knowing that they were going into a DMT trip, Maybe it's in your sleep. Could be. And we all know that dreams can be real. Yeah, man. I, I know several times somebody has given me money in a dream. It's in my hand. And when I wake up, I'm very disappointed to find out my hand's empty. Yes. <laughs> <I'm pissed. laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, but, uh, but dreams are, are real and, and, and they're believable. And if you're dreaming uh, that you are being abducted, Or that you have been abducted that there are these beings around you that may take a shape or may not take a shape you could be convinced that you have been abducted and i i remember specifically although i couldn't find it i remember a guy who claimed he had been abducted every night yeah for years i was going to say
1: for a matter of years Mm -hmm. every single night For a matter of years. Now, that's terrifying,
0: number one. Did you find information on that guy? No.
1: No, okay. No, but that is terrifying. Yes. Like, to think about, like, just the mental trauma that that guy would have been going through. Like, my God, man. Because, I'm sorry, aliens scare the shit out of me. We know this. Mm -hmm. I'm very vocal about that. They fascinate me, but they scare the shit out of me at the same time. Well, of course. So, the thought of, like being abducted by an alien like
0: that's my ultimate like version of hell right there okay (laughs) well we've discussed aliens before yeah and i've already said as far as i'm concerned they're not here they're not gonna be here you know right right it, it, it would just take it it would take too much for them to to get us here although uh I got a good scolding from uh, Neil Adams, remember? <laughs> <laughs> like, like who, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, know, yeah. Man, but, but, um. A good scolding. <laughs> well, I did come across a the new theory on alien travel. And then we can get back to DMT. Sure. But, uh, they said that uh, uh, societies or civilizations on planets reach a certain point. Yeah, and that point is uh, a cliff. If they fall off the cliff, they destroy themselves. Which yeah, is, which is where we're at. We could totally annihilate ourselves pretty easily. <laughs> uh, but if they can get past that, then they could actually get into outer space. But they say that the reason that most that that uh, that we haven't been visited is because most us most societies kill themselves. Sure. They they eventually
1: just die off and yeah Yeah.
0: you know here's an interesting thing everything about our history is based on war yeah it is it is it's ridiculous (laughs) and we can't be I would think that any civilization coming up before and just after space travel is a feudal society. I would think. I, there's no way they could be enlightened from, from the moment they evolved into consciousness, you, you know. Right. Uh, so I would think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think any civilization would uh, would come to a tipping point where they either destroy themselves or they don't, you yeah. know. The sink or swim moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. But I'm telling you, um, God, what the hell was I going to say? I don't even remember. It was back to the DMT thing. Yeah. I uh I got on Netflix and I looked up I just typed in the search window DMT and it came up with this movie Joe Rogan was in it. I think he just narrated it. But I mean it had a lot of of scientists and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I mean it was very well put together. Yes. But then it was the last 30 minutes. The last 30 minutes of it was basically was basically just everybody who's taken it and describing their trips. Yes. That's all it was. But the way that these people were coming across was just as a bunch of burnouts. Like, that's exactly how they sounded. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, okay, bring back the scientists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the scientists, I, I should clarify, the scientists have also taken this yes. as well. Yes, they were describing their trips, you know, as well, but they didn't sound like fucking burnouts <laughs> when they were doing it. But well, look, I'm that was ta- the only problem. There's I had.
0: there's a lot of scientists, or at least a few that I uh, read up on their stuff, and I really am big fans of theirs, uh, yeah, and their work and. They take ayahuasca or some form of DMT. Most of them do ayahuasca. Sure. Uh, well, this is just on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. right here. This is just Wikipedia. So you could go and look up DMT on Wikipedia, and it's it's uh, it's under it's under the section as a psychedelic, and it's sure. a, and it's a subheading called machine elves. And it says one common feature of the hallucinogenic experience caused by DMT or hallucinations of humanoid like beings characterized as being otherworldly. The terms machine elf was coined by anthobotanist Terence McKenna. And Terrence McKenna is also a scientist that I uh, and I bet he was on that documentary that you were, Terence McKenna. He probably was. Uh, for the experience, who also used the term fractal elves or self-transforming machine elves. Hallucinations of strange creatures had been reported by uh, Zara in the Journal of Mental Science, now the British Journal of Psy- Psychiatry. Uh, that was back in 1958. Dimethyltryptamine experiments with psych- uh, psychotics. Uh, Stefan Zara described how one of his subjects under the influence of DMT had experienced strange creatures, dwarves or something, at the beginning of a DMT trip. Other researchers of the experience described entities or beings in humanoid as well as animal form, with descriptions of little people being common, non-human gnomes, elves, imps, etc. This form of hallucination has been speculated to be the cause of alien abduction experiences through endogen... I don't know. Is
1: it safe to assume, though, that if we take DMT that we'll just be transported magically to Middle-earth? yeah or
0: like into tolkien's room well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean jesus christ
0: well i think that there's a, like i said earlier i think there's a big difference between sitting down in a room and consciously deciding to smoke dmt right and and going into this world and seeing these beings that tell you you know what's bullshit about your life and and you know what you're doing is stupid or what you're or this specific thing about your life is good you know and and you know, you're just sitting there frying like an egg. <laughs> you know, or doing it without knowing it, and and experiencing these beans. What what would your explanation for them be? If you if the first time when you know when you do it and you decide to do it, yeah, you, you go when you're done. You go, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Well man! I, I I saw some beans, and they told me that you know, see, that's what I'm like. Uh, being a buddhist is is stupid, man, <laughs> you know See, and
1: this is my problem though. this is the only problem because number one, watching that documentary made me fucking fascinated with this particular drug yes. i don't take drugs, yeah, let me just clarify that, but i would I would entertain the thought of doing this mm-hmm. because they said this is a it's a different high. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, me personally, like I, I have smoked weed, Yeah, but I've only done so maybe a dozen times in my entire life. Yeah. I don't get very much out of it. What happens to me is I get giggly as shit and then I get really hungry and then I want to go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to eat and then I just want to go to sleep. That's what I want to do. But my, my point is I want, I would love to experience that for myself. To see what it is that they're talking about. Because as of right now, yeah. we have people, we have, I'm just going to say it, we have crazy people or who people would call crazy because they've been, quote unquote, in, abducted by aliens. In the paranormal world. Absolutely. But then we've got, we've got crazy people on the other side of the coin who take drugs. And tell us about their fucked up trips, man. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, so you've got crazy people in one hand, and you've got crazy people on the other
0: hand. As far as the entire world is concerned, yeah, it's weird.
1: So it's just,
0: I don't know. Well, I think that's what you're. I think that's that's what I'm talking about. You would, if you know you're taking a drug, you're going to experience something completely different. You may experience the same thing, right? But you're going to interpret it completely different than if it was, uh, you know, like. Surprise sex, you know, which is rape, by the way, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because you're because you go to you go to bed, your your brain starts producing dimethyltryptamine in large amounts. Yes, you start absorbing it in large amounts, and you feel transported, and you see these beings. And when you wake up the next day, when you wake up, you say, "Holy fuck! Somebody came and got me." Yes and pulled pulled me into this room and did experience on me or or told me things, and then right. brought me back to my room and that's what happened but if you if you purposely <coughs> take me. it, if you decide to take it, yes, and you get transported to that same room, okay you're gonna interpret that different completely than, because different. you're gonna be like. Well, I knew um, this expecting was going, that, right. this is what I expected. You were at least anticipating that yes. end result. And the thing about this drug, and, and, and the thing that brings me to believe that this guy who was abducted several times, he always said that it was the same beans that took him. Right. Well, the thing about this drug is that if you see beans, that's who you will see every time. Every time. It's like going to visit friends. Right. Every time you smoke it you go and you're i mean you're blasted off into Jupiter dude. I mean you are high as fuck, but while you are high you have these beings talking to you, telling you things, telling you what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. And you know what's interesting about
1: this is when they were describing when everybody that has described their trips was describing it, they were saying that <coughs> it's it's not like being stoned off your ass for hours it's nothing like that it's like being high for maybe 15 to 20 minutes and then slowly coming back down and just Mm -hmm. you're fine
0: yes that's that's smoking
1: it yeah you're but you're not hallucinating and you're not freaking out well no or anything like that because
0: this is this is the only drug you're taking that your body produces naturally, you're not going to overdose on it. Exactly. Nothing's going to happen to you. Right. You're going to smoke it, and in 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, you're going to come down, and you're going to be completely normal. You're going to remember the experience.
1: Yeah, that's instead. An so you're going to remember it now. Uh
0: Although, when you take ayahuasca... If you go down to South America and you, you you visit this tribe, which lots and lots of scientists and lots and lots of Americans have gone down and visited this tribe, solely just for the Iowaska for
1: that specific purpose.
0: Ayahuasca lasts an hour, hour and a half, maybe longer, because you're ingesting it. Sure, and it also makes you sick. So, oh, now I have no firsthand, just to be clear, I have no firsthand experience (laughs) with any of this stuff. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating, but it's fascinating other people's experiences. So, it is fascinating. And I had,
1: like I said before, you know, like I had no prior knowledge that this existed, that, um, that this was, um, you know hand in hand with like alien abduction cases but it's weird because when you get down to it a lot of the claims are the same mm-hmm. now this is me you know the the paranormal believer yes. here <laughs> and I'm saying that this is odd you know it's it's bizarre but i did find some more stuff i found i found i told you a little bit about it yeah and i got more info hit me okay well, wait. Do we need to pause it? You know what? Here, let's, let's do this. Let's take a break, and then I'll come back. I'll tell the story okay. of the, the scientific findings for what I found. All right. And then and then we'll go from that. All okay? right. Yes.
0: All right. We're back. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, 20 minutes for us and <laughs> nanoseconds for you. <laughs>
1: That's the beauty of it. Yes. The beauty of the Adobe audition, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I was going to say, I uh, I started digging on, you know, obviously first I started digging on the DMT thing, and you know, mm-hmm. and then I started digging a little more on on uh, alien abductions, just in general. Yes, and you know, there was the the usual stories out there, but I did come across something. On YouTube, that was fairly interesting. It looked like it was pulled off of a uh, off of a news broadcast of some sort, but it it had to do with uh, this guy named Doctor Roger Lear uh, L E E R. Roger Lear, yeah, yep. And he uh, for th- the past thirty years now. This this video, I should say, looked like it may have been done like just the way it was shot maybe in 2000 2003 at the latest you know what i'm saying so it's been a it's been a few days yeah anyway at that time he was a surgeon for 30 years okay the dude has been around a scalpel a time or five yes um but started talking about strange things that he was noticing with uh, certain patients that would come and approach him to have things removed from their bodies. Now, one case in particular, like at this time of the of the filming, there was 9 objects removed from 8 surgeries. Okay? So, one of those surgeries had two objects. All of the patients claimed to have been abducted at that point. Yes. Okay? And they had something that was that was strange inside of them, very small, and it you know, it wasn't like um uh, it wasn't electronic mm-hmm. in nature or anything like that. Like it wasn't like the little bugs on the Matrix mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything like that crawling around their body. But what was weird about it is after they would remove this object, they were noticing certain things, certain anomalies with the patients. And one of the anomalies was that, like the soft tissue around the the, the implants or supposed implants showed no inflammatory response which is absolutely 100% impossible when you talk about an implant or a foreign object put inside somebody's body there's always going to be an inflammatory response that's how we work as as a human body you know well what about piercings absolutely the same thing would uh, happen with piercings i got my ear pierced i mean i got my ear pierced and it was swollen for i mean not long not long at all i got my tongue pierced and it sucked ass for like a week well what i'm saying is your body can live with certain metals yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah um so let's see here what else what else what else what else what else anything that enters the body especially by implantation will show inflammatory response is what i wrote down okay so this, this one object in particular yeah. was triangular in shape, and I mean it was very very small. It was very small. No. Um, they they initially pulled it out and noticed that it was it was very hard. So hard, in fact, that like a surgical scalpel could not make a dent in this thing. Uh-huh. So they sent it. Uh, they sent the implant to Los Alamos. Uh, for metallurgic, you know, testing and things of that nature. Um, then it was sent to New Mexico Tech for more metallurgic testing. Both labs were unaware that the object was removed from a human body, so they were just like, "Here's this object, check what it out." Was it metal, though? Well, just wait. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, it was. It was. It was like a metal. Okay. Okay. So the the lab's final determination was that the object was a piece of meteorite so rare that only 3 had ever been found
0: that 3 had only been found
1: right so what they said was the, the cuz you and I had a conversation about you know the composition of certain objects uh-huh now what so what they determined was that this was a piece of a meteorite so if a meteorite like smacked this dude, because where the where it was uh-huh. was underneath this guy's chin, like on the soft tissue here, underneath, underneath your chin, uh huh, which is bizarre anyway. But anyway.
0: Well, let let's talk about meteorites real quick. Right, right. Most meteorites are iron, iron, right, uh, and mostly metals. Uh, exactly, a lot of metals. Uh, the reason we could tell whether something is a meteorite is because of the amounts of metals. Yes. It's kind of like baking a cake. Exactly. You put in two cups of this, one cup of that. You just you know, throw it, the shit together. One, one egg. you bake know, it, A teaspoon of yeah. this. And that's a cake. And all the planets are like cakes. You You have, for each planet, you have a different amount of ingredients. And the same thing with... Meteorites, especially ones in 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 the uh, asteroid belt around uh, around our solar system, that surrounds our solar system, uh, most of those those uh, asteroids and and meteors are made up of the same amounts of material. So yes. so if a rock fell from space, you could pick it up, you can take it to a, a metallurgist, yeah, you know, a study it and determine that it came from space because it has a certain amount. now it has all the same elements that we have here on earth absolutely it's just different it amounts. was
1: just different right yes so now they they wanted to do more testing mm-hmm. so again another laboratory um let's see here oh now they now they were going to then scan it you know with electron microscopes and things of that nature and really get down to brass tacks yes the result of that test of the electron microscope testing concluded that the object was manufactured and not a naturally occurring meteorite. Uh-huh. Okay. So that somebody would have made it, you know, it suggested that. Um then the lab results also showed that the object was connected um the object itself was connected to nerve endings. Now that right there It was inside this dude's skin or whatever, inside of his body and connected to nerve endings. Now, that to me just says, you know, nerve endings I think could probably form around certain things, I would think. Well. Wouldn't you think the same? I don't
0: have a clue. What normally happens when you have a foreign object in your body is uh, your body will create encase it Exactly. And, and that is a form of protection that your body takes. But it encases it in something kind of like a placenta. Okay. All right? It's a, it, it, it's a, it's a layer of tissue that, that's neither active or inactive. I mean, right. it's just a layer of tissue. And, and uh, that allows that foreign object to sit within that tissue and not disturb your body. So that would, I mean, that would be a natural occurrence. Well, if it was a material that would cause your body to... Harm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then it, you would still get sick from it. I remember right. a case where a guy who had gone into the hospital for surgery and a doctor left a towel in his stomach. It was a, surgi- oh, yeah. a surgical towel. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh they had gone back i mean the guy was getting really sick when they went back to remove it uh it was encased in that uh that placenta like yeah sure material uh and uh but they were able to remove it like that now that that encasing didn't prevent him from getting sick from it, but uh, but that is what your body's natural response to organ- to foreign objects is. You know, so, they, I
1: mean, with the towel, obviously, it's trying to reject it in it, whatever way it could. Yes, and thus making him sick, physically sick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean this this object, you know, was no bigger than a pea. I mean, it was small. Yeah,
0: you know, so. And they're saying that it was connected to nerve endings, and that it was acting as a conduit. I don't even know that.
1: All it said was that it was attached or yeah connected to the patient's nerve endings. Uh So then, the final results Uh from three separate labs suggested that the object was of extraterrestrial origin and could not have been, or excuse me, could not have come from Earth. Uh huh. That's it. It was in, It was just interesting to me that you know there at that time there were you know nine cases of this. yeah, it was insane to me.
0: now, listen, people.
2: <laughs>
0: the reason Josh did his homework on this show, counteracting what was I said trying earlier, to it, it, because he's trying to say, "How do you get an object?" implanted in your body if you're if your body is producing DMT and you're just tripping. Right. Yeah. Right. And my counter yeah. to that as far as the uh this alien material, and we've discussed this already, but we're gonna rehash it for the show because god damn it, we discuss stuff <laughs> it. off you know, without we, without recording it. Yeah. And, and it sucks. We, we have amazing conversations. Yeah, so now we have to rehash it. Uh <laughs> I do, not like, I do not like it when we find a material, whether it's implanted in your body, a spaceship craft, crash, whatever it is. It, it, it doesn't really matter. Whenever we find a material and we say it can only be uh, from outer space, now, here's why. Because if you pull up the periodic table of elements... Those elements are broken down as far as they can be yes, broken down. As
1: simple as simple as it can possibly be. Exactly. Get. Yes. And
0: those elements make up everything. Just like the cake analogy. When you add ingredients to a bowl and you stir it, stir it and then you bake it, you get a cake. Yeah, your, that, final,
1: your final result.
0: That cake does not resemble your ingredients. No. So when you take elements off the periodic table and you create a me- a new metal based off of those ingredients, right? You can still break that metal down, right, to the elements on the periodic table. So no matter what you find in the universe, okay, it could be explained away. It you could you could say, well, we got that you know, that you can't just say everything is extraterrestrial because everything is made up of the periodic table of elements. It, you know, there's certain elements here, certain elements there. They're added oh, right. together to make this, you know. Uh, and, and so why would they say then? Why
1: would they say it? Why would the lab say that it could not have come from this planet? Why? That's what I'm saying. Why, though? Like, <laughs> no, what would... Uh, because those, these are scientific minds, and in no way were they aware that this came out
0: of a human. They were just given this, here. The, you know? cl- the clue for me is that they're saying it's a piece of meteorite. Exactly. Now, I know that these are nine different people, or eight different people. Eight different, right. Yeah. Eight different people, nine different objects. I understand yeah. that, and they're all from different areas. Okay, so I'm not going to say, well, a meteor crashed and they got shrapnel. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Although I just said it, <laughs> uh, but uh, but if you if you, if you say something is a meteor based off of its composition from the periodic table, right? If you say it's a meteor, <coughs> then it is of extraterrestrial origin. Yeah, absolutely, because sure? it didn't come from here. Yeah, so yeah. but that doesn't mean it's made up of a substance that is new.
1: Right. It just said it was made up of a. Excuse me. It said there was. It looked like a meteorite mm-hmm. that was so rare that they had only seen it three times prior.
0: Yeah. I, I would think that something the size of a pea, though, would it be kind of hard small. to distinguish between a rock and uh, a meteorite. You know? Right. Right. You know. But uh, but I don't know. I think that I, I, look. I'm a believer in aliens. I've said this already. Yeah. I find it hard to believe. ...that we have been visited, although I will not say we haven't, because who knows? Well, right, there's no way of telling. Yeah. I, I can't say whether I believe in that or don't believe in that. I, in fact, if, if I was pressed, if I had to say something, yeah. I would say, yes, I believe we've been visited. I think it's really, really hard for a uh, for civilization to travel into space, but I think it's even harder to travel the distances that they would have to travel, which I've already discussed in prior episodes. Go back and listen to them, uh, because they're great. (laughs) Because they kick ass. (laughs) But anyways, uh, what I'm trying to say with the DMT discussion is that I think a lot, not all, I think a lot of these things can be explained away Uh, by saying that they may have produced too much dimethyltryptamine, as they slept, it does not explain, DMT does not explain abductions from people who say they were not at their house and not sleeping at the time they were abducted. Right. And it does not explain implants uh, and, and... But I will say, though, that, you know, the experiences
1: themselves are very similar. You know, the DMT stories and, you know, the... Yeah. The abduction tales. I mean, yes. they are very similar. Yes. Some of them are damn near the exact same thing.
0: Yes. At, getting back to your thing, though, with the implants. Right, right. Yes. If there are alien abductions and they are implanting things in people, Which, that leaves physical evidence that a DMT trip could not explain. So those people are excluded.
1: Oh, they would be excluded. They yeah, would absolutely. be excluded. But in that, that was the doctor's main thing, though. Was he was perplexed, you know, because of the fact that they had, they had to come out and say, "Look, I, I, I was abducted by an alien." Yes. As crazy as it sounds, and these were people that had. This is why it's compelling. These people were. How do you say this? <laughs> They had something to lose. Credibility, career, things of that nature was on the line. Yes. You know, like if they just came out and said, hey, guess what? I got abducted by aliens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people are going to think you're a
0: fucking Well, nut bar. there's also a big difference between a person, and I don't know why there is a big difference, but there is. But there is a big difference between a guy who may make 40,000 dollars a year working in a factory, uh, may, you know blowing glass or making steel pipes, yeah. versus a police officer who sees a, a UFO. A military a, person, a military yeah. pilot, uh, uh, a civilian airline pilot, yeah, an always, astronaut.
1: And I've always yeah. found that funny, too, because like, let's say there's a horrific murder on the streets of New York and the only witness to this murder is a prostitute. Okay? Yeah. Why is it that in the court of law then while she's giving her testimony that that prostitute somehow has bad eyesight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because
0: like we're we're still judging people on on what they do. Let me tell you something. I read I just yesterday I read through the uh, grand jury testimony for the Michael Brown shooting. Oh my God! Don't even get me fucking started. Just don't, <laughs> don't. <clears throat> okay, just no just shut up then and listen to what I'm going to tell you. Oh, the police. Okay, now look, I don't give a shit either way. I really right, don't. Right. I, I really don't give a shit either way. Uh, if I were to say my thoughts on it, hey, you know the. The guy should have just said, "All right, sir," and got on the sidewalk. That, that's, and then he would have got away with robbery, you know, <laughs> which he committed five minutes. But that prize. didn't happen. But here's my thing on it. Okay, the big thing during the grand jury testimony was the investigation, right, that the police conducted on the incident, which would basically. Be cl- Just like you would if, if you were a cop and you pulled up on the scene of a civilian murder, a civilian shooting, where two civilians were involved, one got shot, the other one's the shooter. Correct. You detain the shooter. You detain his gun. Yeah. You detain any clothing he has. You cordon off the area. You take measurements, right? Absolutely. You do all of this really really extensive uh, investigating uh, evidence collecting. You also do taped uh, interviews and and uh, question sessions with the with the shooter and eyewitnesses. I mean, you just really, really are meticulous when you do this stuff. and yeah. generally police are. However, in this instance, and not because uh, not because the cops are in any way uh, incompetent, right? But right. The, but the but the thing about it in this instance is that it was an officer involved shooting, so they did not follow the exact same procedures that they would have if it was a civilian shooting. You're so saying there's some collusion. No, going No, I'm not saying that there's collusion. I'm just saying it was another day at the office. Sure. All, all right, sure. all right. Uh, you had this guy attacked you. You shot him. I accept that. Every officer that showed up on the scene accepted that. They did not collect evidence. They did not right. do taped interviews. They didn't do uh, uh, a lie detector test. Then again they didn't read him his rights and they didn't and he didn't need a lawyer either exactly you see right and the problem with the public on this one is that they are that they think that this officer should be held to the same standard as far as the investigation goes as somebody who was walking down the street and shot michael brown versus it being an officer of the law who shot michael brown now I see both sides. I do. I do too. However, you cannot hold, and I'm sorry to say this, people, and I'm going to tell you right now. I don't like cops. <laughs> uh, I, ha- I have, I have a couple cops that are friends. Yeah, sure. sure. In fact, I have a lot of cops that I consider uh, more than acquaintances. Right. Uh, but the problem is, is that cops do that kind of bullshit where they pull up and say, "Hey, get on the sidewalk." You know, and why? Why do I have to get on the sidewalk? You know, what's up your fucking ass? You know what I mean. (laughs) (coughs) But but that's that's what they do. But here's the thing: Uh, we we basically, as a society, hold cops to a different standard than civilians, and the reason why is because they are in positions of authority. They are the ones that hold the guns. If they shoot somebody we automatically consider it justified because that somebody probably did something to invoke it. Yeah. And if we do not, if we as a society decide that cops can no longer shoot people or that every time they do, we're going to arrest them like anybody else would get arrested if they shot somebody. Right. And we had this big, long trial, and he had to prove that it was self-defense and all this other stuff. If we had to do that every time it happened, there wouldn't be a lot of cops. Not people, yeah. and, and I'm not saying they would all go to jail. I'm just saying nobody would want to be a cop i mean that's and but we have to have cops we have to have them that you know there if you if you get robbed you got to have somebody looking for him six hours later because they ain't going to (laughs) catch (laughs) him and as that relates to what we were talking about when you when you when you have a when you have a pilot or or somebody in a pseudo position of authority like that airline pilot yeah, military yeah. pilot and they say they saw something we automatically deem their word as uh, as, as uh, something to be held higher more than,
1: credible than more credible right than
0: what and it's the same thing with this michael brown shooting that when the cop said hey he jumped in my police car he attacked me i got out he ran yeah. uh and then he turned around and charged me i shot him hey buddy okay you know go ahead and and I'm talking to the effect that they let this guy take another police car back to the police station, wash the blood off of his hands, and change his shirt. You know what I mean? And and take care of his own gun and all this stuff. You know what I mean? That they that they wouldn't have let that they cert, you know wouldn't have let somebody else do. Although exactly. although the Trayvon Martin guy did you know he he got recorded and also took a pseudo lie detector test, right. but they ended up letting him go. Yes. But they did more about that guy than they did about this cop. And but so, anyways, when when we hear when we hear witness eyewitness testimony from somebody in, in a higher position or or in a position of authority, we tend to uh, uh, put it in a more credible place. I'm not going to say we believe it more, but we definitely oh, right. put it on a higher pedestal than than normal eyewitnesses and we do do that like all the time yeah all the time all the time
1: and especially like with the with the ufo stuff you know um some of the most compelling evidence that i've seen of just like ufo sightings and things like that came on a oh god it was out of mexico they were doing a they were doing this recon mission for all these drug dealers and shit yeah and they wanted to see basically where I don't even know what the fuck they were doing, but whatever. They were basically just going to spy on these dudes for a minute, and like on their infrared cameras were catching. God, it was like eight or nine different objects in the sky. Mm-hmm.
0: It was freaking bizarre. Wait, were those the were those the lights that were in the trail that that went across the, uh, Phoenix? Was no, that the Phoenix Lights? The, no, that was not the Phoenix Lights. Okay. This was in Mexico somewhere. Oh, this is in Mexico. Yeah, the Phoenix
1: Lights uh, were crazy in themselves, too. Been, I mean, that really wasn't that that long ago, really, yeah. I don't think. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on. Yeah. And, I mean, is it something with the military? Or, you know, are they testing something that we, you know, shouldn't know about yet? Yeah. You know, because, honestly... I I totally believe in the fact that our government should keep secrets, especially when it comes to like weaponry, Uh because we're not going to keep a fucking secret like that, (laughs) are we? (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Dude, like the, the world is progressively getting smaller and smaller, especially as social media grows and grows and things of that nature. You know, the internet, we are literally connected with everybody.
0: Yeah it doesn't matter nothing's changing though fuck no it, it, we're the
1: only thing that's changing is the fact that i could get online right now excuse me i could go to my xbox and i could play fucking resident evil 6 with some dude in korea yeah you know what i'm saying i,
0: I was listening but, to, <laughs> i was listening to podcasts the other day and they were talking about all this technology and how it's going to change the human race dude oh my let God. me tell you something technology will always advance yeah, exactly But we're, we're, we're always going to act like monkeys dude
1: yeah here's the bitch of it technology is going to advance we are not (laughs) it scares the shit out of me again it's like aliens and and watch i robot yeah okay with with will smith yeah that i'm like i don't want that reality
0: look we're all gonna be 100 years from now i'll be dead fucking thank god we're not going to be any smarter we're going to no. we're, we're going to
1: anything this. we're
0: getting dumber by the
1: second yeah. i'm sorry
0: yeah well there's also a big difference between what i'm talking about with dmt and seeing something physically in the air like as a pilot would see or or somebody right. on the ground looking up into the sky i just think that a lot of these uh alien abductions where they where they were unconscious I I really think that this could could be something that could explain yeah. a lot of it, and I'm going to say if anybody out there who is listening, which I doubt, <laughs> has had an alien abduction experience while you were sleeping, okay? Uh, please consider that it, it, you may have a hormonal dis- deficiency within the brain that causes you to uh, produce more uh, dimethyltryptamine. And uh, and it may just be a drug effect uh, on you. Uh, that naturally
1: occurs. Somehow. That naturally yeah. occurs.
0: Now, I'm going to read something here, and this is going to sound like this guy is making this up. And maybe he is. Okay. But it's a forum post. Oh, yeah. and uh, you <laughs> These know, are always fun. <laughs> yeah. It says, have any of you... Uh, Have any of you been abducted by aliens while on DMT? Okay. I just smoked 30 milligrams last night, my first real trip from smoking DMT. And at the end of my trip, I was lying on an operation table with aliens surrounding me. Felt pressure right in the center of my stomach where they were doing something without cutting into me. What? Felt like some sort of energy. It was a dark room and I couldn't see anything any of their features just dark bodies with long wavy arms what i was definitely just sub breakthrough i had all the textbook things happen to me right before a breakthrough super fast uh super fast come on colors pooped out everywhere and became very sharp fractals then covered everything then everything started vibrating very fast then the buzzing screeching noise the pressure and then it started wearing off right before i broke through a few people told me this is common to be strapped on a table and it's the beans making sure you will safely break through i have no idea what the hell to think all i know is that it was the weirdest and most insane thing ever and then the the uh, the reply. One of the replies is uh, reports of encountering alien-like beings are very common. Mm-hmm. People have reported similar experience, like aliens stuffing their brains with information. So it depends on what you mean by abduction, taken and experimented against your own will. Is there will in hyperspace at all? And if there is, is it relevant? And what he, I think what he means by hyperspace is the trip itself. Right. But uh and then this guy just says, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's about yeah. Uh,
1: that's about par for the course, huh?
0: Uh and then <laughs> Jesus. Uh, This guy uh. this guy he likes to pray before he takes uh DMT. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. Uh any, okay. anyways, it, basically his experience is pretty much every experience that everybody has. There was one that I read about where this guy was in a room yeah. strapped to a table now this is a DMT trip he knew yes. he was going to take a DMT uh, strapped to a table and above him is a bean uh, without form but okay. he recognizes it as a bean and over to his right across the room mm-hmm. there is another bean Standing in front of a control panel, right, right, and this uh, being is adjusting buttons and turning knobs and hit, you know, doing whatever, right? And in front of him, beyond the one that's standing by the table, are all these really bright kaleidoscope like colors. Yep, and it, they're colliding. And he said it was like a Pink Floyd light show. <laughs> But uh, but if you timesed it by a million, yeah, right. And when it was when the light show ended, the alien standing next to him or the being standing next to him said, "Is there anything else you would like to see?" Exactly. And him knowing that he was on a DMT trip and not just surprised you're abducted right out of your sleep, said what else you got? <laughs> I like, I've
1: heard that story too. And it was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, cause and, he said it was almost as if the person at the control panel was, you know, in control of that trip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was very, it was very cool, but I don't know, man, me, me personally, it's like, God damn it. It's so hard to say because from society's viewpoint, like I said before, you got crazy people on the left hand side, and you got crazy people on the right hand side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know who to who to believe anymore.
0: Well, here's something important: throw away the alien abduction crap. Throw away <laughs> crap. The, throw throw away, <laughs> well. I'm talking about in a DMT sense. Okay. Okay. Throw all that away. As far as the DMT is concerned, yeah. The majority of people. And this is, this is what's important. And I'm not promoting drug use, okay? And I'm not promoting DMT. But if you are going to take it, don't take it because you want to see aliens. Most people who take it, especially the intellectuals who take it, scientists... I was going to say, there's a lot of those... Yes. The reason they take it is because of, in a way, what I said earlier, is it clears away all the bullshit there was a reporter a journalist Mm -hmm. who had gone down on joe rogan's uh recommendation gone down to south america and did ayahuasca (laughs) and this journal journalist she was female and she was fucked up she had a lot of problems really yeah she had a lot of problems uh her career was kind of having a lot of problems Uh, She was depressed, uh, so she was having quite a few mental issues as far as depression goes. She goes down, and she does ayahuasca, and when she got done, right, she was reborn. What? Reborn. Right. All of her problems went away. Holy shit! And I'm not talking about sitting at a bar and drinking your problems away. Right. I'm talking about afterwards. She got shit done. Afterwards, she, took, care of she could focus right on what she needed to do, and it was to ultimately improve her situation. It was the ayahuasca experience, the DMT experience, mm-hmm. that showed her the path she needed to take. It focused her like a laser, and said. Don't worry about this bullshit. Focus this, on this. This is what these beans told right. her. Don't worry about this. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's nothing you need to worry about. Throw it away. Ignore it. Uh don't waste your time on it. This is what's important. Go back and do this. Take these steps. Hmm. This is where you need to be. And when it was done and she did what they told her to do. Yeah which is her own brain telling her what to do. Exactly. When she followed her own brain, <laughs> right? When she did that, the depression went away. The bullshit in her life went away. And it isn't that she ignored it because because most people who get on drugs ignore their problems. Right. So it doesn't get rid of their problems, it makes them worse. That's not what she did because this thing only lasted about an hour. Yeah. She just focused on what, she, what these beings told her to focus on, and she became a happier person. That's amazing. Got her shit together. Got a better job. Shit, man. Right? Her, her life is focused, like I said. Like That's a, good stuff, Like though. a fucking laser beam. You know, I'm going to suggest this.
1: I, I, I'm just going to say this right now. Like I said, this, this fascinates me, okay? Mm-hmm. And you know me. Mm-hmm. You know that I I'm constantly writing books and I'm constantly doing documentaries and I'm constantly doing this that and the other thing, mm-hmm. trying to further my fucking career here. Yeah. You know, I mean, we do this radio show, we do all sorts of stuff. I I would entertain the fact, or I would entertain doing this. Yeah, fuck yes, I would. <laughs> like I would entertain that, mm-hmm. like you said to clear away the bullshit. Uh huh. Because it's fascinating to me. Well, what is it about this that makes people have these experiences? That's what's fascinating. I would like to I'm one of those people. Yeah. I have to see it for myself. I have to experience it for myself. Well I think
0: you should get your passport. <laughs> I think you should grab your oh grab God. your camera crew. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go down to, go down to South America. Oh my God. And and film my trip? (laughs) Do ayahuasca. Oh, man. See, I would would probably rather just smoke it. I don't think you should do it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I would freak out? No. Are you ready? Because I'm a pussy?
1: Is that what you're going to do? (laughs) No. No.
0: No, that's not it at all. All (laughs) Okay. Like I said, almost every person who does this right. Yeah. I mean there's probably lots and lots of idiots out there that do it. I guarantee that. And and they don't have they don't have the fucking brain capacity to recommend anything for themselves. Right. They may still see these beans. But like this guy that I just read, oh, they were pushing on my stomach. Right. They didn't give him any enlightenment. No. What I'm saying to you is is that you may become enlightened and that may fuck you up. And the reason I say that is because. Do it. No, say it. (laughs) And I'm not saying that that these people have a choice. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I I don't know if that journalist had a choice or didn't have a choice after she was done to put away the bullshit. Because once you have it in your head that something's bullshit, you you can't really do something. Right. You You can't do it again. You can't continue to dwell on it because you're already convinced yourself that it's bullshit. It's bull, right? Now, if she was convinced that it's bullshit, what if you do it and you become convinced that something you're doing is bullshit? What if your brain tells you, oh, "Don't, don't stop, make, stop chasing ghosts, stop chasing ghosts." Because what if, it's bullshit. <laughs> what, what, if, what if your brain does that to you? <laughs> Then you've then you've just <laughs> I've killed my entire career. <laughs> then you've you've yeah you've killed the career that you're seeking. Right, and and that may be detrimental to you to the career. You might want to... but might, they make more careers. Well, you might want to stay in the bubble. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? I mean, what what if you really answer this question? Okay, what if you go into this and you see these so-called alleged beings? Yeah. And they say to you, Josh, we're going to tell you what it is you need to do. And what you need to do is not what you're doing. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, that may reset your life. Right. So my question to you is, are you going to do it or are you not? That's not my question. Mm -hmm. My question is, are you prepared to have your life reset? Always. Always. Dude, you know me.
1: So you can stop doing this tomorrow. No. Not necessarily. What I'm saying is this like I don't think that my brain would tell me that ghosts are bullshit. And why is that? Because I know that they're not. I've experienced too much. You know, I've experienced more than than others who who don't necessarily believe, or maybe maybe people out there that believe there is the possibility. You know, I I put myself in these situations. I purposely pursue these things, you know. I have seen a lot of shit. And, I mean, so I don't think that my own brain would be telling me that it's all bullshit because I already believe that it's 100% factual.
0: I know, but you're... you're and I'm not saying this is the way it's going to happen. I'm just right. speculating, hypothetical. Yeah. What you see or what you have seen You've perceived, yes. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Do you see? What, do you understand what I, I, get I mean? What by you're that? saying? Okay. Yeah. You, I, you perceive that. What if? What if? Like I said, you become enlightened to your life a, as far as facts go, and they say that's not what you saw at all, <laughs> and then <laughs> you they dumb and shit, and then they explain <laughs> it to you. They explain it to you as this is what you really saw.
1: This is how it actually look, happened.
0: Look, man, people are crazy, right? Yeah, And they have to become institutionalized because they have certain problems with their brains. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And some people are convinced of a lot of things. Some people are convinced they can fly. And what do they do? Jump off a They ship. jump off of a fucking building. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So if you come out of this convinced of of a reset because everything you've done is bullshit yeah you're gonna be convinced there's no well i'm not convinced because of this or because of that you're just fucking convinced and that's and that's and that now you're on a new path and maybe that's not something you want to do. But then again, maybe it is something you want to do. It intrigues me. Maybe you'll just experience what these other people are experiencing, which is, which is the, the, these aliens mm-hmm. that they go and visit. That, that 99% of people who take this stuff go and visit. And maybe your brain will just be filled with information and you'll come out of it uh, more knowledgeable uh, about the subjects that you are studying Right, you know, shit. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the scientists, the uh, you know, I don't think these these aliens may or may not have told them that whatever research they were working on was bullshit, and maybe they went and found new research. But I was going to say though, you know, they're, but they didn't stop becoming scientists. No, of course
1: not. Um, but I mean, those scientists, you know, they are doing that for that specific purpose, though. Yes, I mean, they are there for knowledge as much as they can possibly soak up. Yes. And another thing that was bizarre to me is, like I said, you know, the trip themselves only lasted maybe, what, 15, 20 minutes tops? Yeah, well, but that's if you them, smoke it, yeah. Right. But to these people, it felt like, God, what they say, hours.
0: Well, a dream always feels like
1: hours. Yeah, absolutely. So does it put you to sleep? That was one thing that ne- they never got into. No.
0: Uh, You're awake. You are awake. Now, Now, the thing is, is that most people sit down in a comfortable chair and close their eyes. Okay. Uh, they say that it ruins it. If you keep your eyes open and you're up walking around, they say it's not the same. Well, shit, I can imagine. Uh, but, I, I don't know i guess it depends on what you want to do if you want to see beings talking to you and your brain telling you what's right and what's wrong in your life you know how inquisitive sit down and i am. close your eyes like you know how inquisitive i am but hey buddy good luck because like only, i would
1: have nothing but questions for these beings <laughs> yeah but you like only, that was they're gonna be fucking sick of me
0: well they may tell you
1: some answers which would be insane
0: uh but good luck, because the only way we're going to get this stuff is if we extracted ourselves.
1: <laughs> is that seriously the only way to get it? Yeah, that no, was my next question. Nobody to you. around
0: here has got that stuff. And you I, sure? I, and I don't know any people that deal drugs. Okay, either. here's what we're going to do. Yes, people, we're going to get. We're talking about doing drugs.
1: This is what we're going to do. We're going to get in touch with Joe Rogan, and I don't give a flying fuck what it takes. Yeah, this is going to happen. I
0: don't think he gives that stuff away. No,
1: I'm not saying he's going to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good. I mean, where is he in New York?
0: No, he's in LA.
1: Oh, he's in LA. That's perfect. I'm going to California in just a couple weeks. Yeah, go. I am going to arrange a meeting, a sit down meeting with Mr. Joe Rogan.
0: Well, you should try to get on his show. You know, Dude,
1: shit, that would be amazing. You're a
0: paranormal researcher. That's that right.
1: Wants to talk about DMT. <laughs> I want to talk about doing drugs. He'll he'll say come it on. has now come to this point. He'll say, "Come <laughs> on down. I'll give you three hours." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, seriously though, like I'm just not a good drug person. I'm, not I'm just either. not. It just doesn't interest me. You know I mean. what I mean? Like it just doesn't. I have better things to do.
0: I'll tell you what. I don't I don't smoke pot because it makes me paranoid. Not right. not right. I, I'm not looking out the window for cops. It's just <laughs> I feel listening. I feel stupid when I'm yes, on Yes, exactly. Uh I don't drink because my mother was a really bad alcoholic. Yeah. And that kind of just pushed me away from it. It didn't pull me to it. You know? the, right, exactly. Uh but I have a condition called cluster headaches that oh, I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cluster headaches is a cardiovascular uh issue and basically what happens is uh it involves the hypothalamus. Mm-hmm. And your hypothalamus is your body clock, tells your body what time it is, and it is very very accurate. Yes. Uh and most people don't even know that. It's what tells you when you're tired, when when to get up, you know. Hey, it's nighttime, buddy, time to close it's your eyes to, and go to sleep. Yep, time to Mm-hmm. chill for a bit oh because your body is really in tune with with the way the earth moves around in the solar system and in sure. the, the spinning and sun setting and coming up so anyways your hypothalamus uh <laughs> oh my gosh. your hypothalamus is your body clock and 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 uh there's a a, a vein that runs up behind your ear Runs across the side of your skull and into a hole in the side of your skull, which runs down behind your temple and feeds blood vessels behind your eye and one side of your nose and then feeds blood to the top half of one side of your teeth. That's kind of badass. Uh Uh-huh. And you have two of them. You have one on each side. Sure, sure, sure. So that way, both eyes are being fed blood, both nasal passages are being fed blood, and the top two rows or the top row of your teeth is being fed blood, but by two different uh, uh, veins that feed the blood vessels. Yeah. Now what happens when you have a cluster headache is that the blood pumps up through that vein and engorges those blood vessels and those blood vessels become 20 times their normal size, Jesus. 20 times their normal size. And it feels like to me, now, a lot of people describe it as a hot poker being poked into their eyeball. Dude. Now, that's not it at all. What it feels like is somebody stuck a balloon in my head right inside my skull between my brain and my face. And started blowing air into the balloon, inflating the balloon, screw that that's what it feels like and, and, and it is so much pressure, and it is completely painful, yeah, and the only reason they call it headaches is because it's pain in your head, yeah, but it sure. is not a headache, okay It is blood vessels engorging engorging so bad that the the blood vessels on the side that, that, that are engorging on the side of your nasal passage it makes you feel stuffed up, oh you can't shit. breathe. Because the blood vessels are so engorged. So not only... Your, te- your teeth may ache, but then again, they may not. Uh, but your eyeball definitely feels like it's being pushed out of your skull. Yeah. And the only thing you can do... and Well, the only thing that I do, because I kind of have a high pain threshold, although you can look up cluster headaches on YouTube and see guys just freak out. I mean, just, oh, they're, it's like they're having epileptic seizures and yeah. screaming. Uh, A lot of people have committed suicide. Holy shit. And the reason they commit suicide is because this is connected to your hypothalamus. So, like when I have them, they come every couple of years, like every five years or so. I'll have them for a month, 30 days. During that 30 days, I will have eight of them a day. And they always come after I go to bed. So I'll have one at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'll have one at three o'clock in the morning. I'll have one at four o'clock in the morning. I'll have one at six o'clock in the morning. Jeez. Then I'll have one at eight o'clock in the morning. And then the next night I will have them at the exact same times. And I'm a very heavy sleeper and they will bring me up out of sleep. Right. Just Damn. wake me up. And all I can do is hold my face, rock back and forth for the 20, 30 minutes that it lasts. Then it goes away then you can go back to sleep, then it comes back an hour later. Oh, my God, dude. And, and some people have them all year long, every single day, several times a day. I cannot it, imagine And, that. and so they, they just take a shotgun and they blow themselves away. And here's the reason why. There is no cure. I was just going to ask. There is like, no what cure. What do you guys do? I have been given oxygen. That's yeah. a start. You can breathe oxygen. But. You can only breathe oxygen after the headache starts. When the headache starts, uh, you can breathe this oxygen, and it may cut it down to 10 or 15 minutes instead of 20 minutes or 30 minutes. But you're still having it, and you're still having the pain, and they still come back an hour later. Uh, I've been given a series of other drugs, which I can't even remember, to include capsaicin, which you would shove up your nose with with a, a mystifier, right? Okay. And uh, I remember the doctor giving me drugs, and I would take them, and it wouldn't do anything. So I would go back to the doctor and say, it's not doing anything. So he would give me new drugs. But I would take the new drugs and the old drugs. Yeah. And this was in 2006, and uh, I was taking so many drugs, I could taste copper in my mouth. Oh, shit. Which is one of the first signs that your liver is yeah. shutting down. Yeah. So I stopped taking all the drugs. And I got online and I started researching it. The only thing that gets rid of them stops them dead. Yeah. Like a roach motel or raid, <laughs> right? Stops them fucking dead is a hallucinogen. Really? Now there's three different types. There's LSA, which you can find in plant seeds like morning glory seeds. Yeah, Hawaiian baby wood rose seeds, which are four or five times larger than uh, morning glory seeds, and they're also way more potent. You can take, you can eat ten morning glory seeds, or you can eat five hundred. Or wait a minute you can eat 500 morning glory seeds, or you can eat 10 Hawaiian baby woodrose seeds. Either way, they give you a really smooth, mellow trip because they are the natural form of LSD. Damn, man. Or you can take LSD or you can take psychedelic mushrooms. But I went back to my doctor after having gotten two doses of LSD. Now, like I said, my, headaches would last uh, 30 days the next time that they happened i was two days into it and i took lsd and it stopped it really stopped it dead and i didn't have another one for seven years eight years you know oh well well basically i haven't had one since we that's need to get you some DMT. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just saying that uh I'm just saying that I took that in like 2007, and uh I have not had a headache since. That's amazing. So, so I'm going on seven years without it. And people who have I have seen people and you can even find them on YouTube if you type in cluster headaches, psychedelic mushrooms, or whatever, you'll find People who have jobs, they grow mushrooms in their house, and this guy, he takes them every time they come, and he's chronic, so he gets them all year round. Sure. And he just takes one of these. He takes a pill that he is basically just crushed mushrooms in, yeah. in a gel cap. He takes it, goes to his bedroom, sits in there for four or five hours, comes out, and then doesn't have a headache for a month. You know, you
1: know. honestly, that's and,
0: – And here's the problem. It's a small price to pay though. Well, the thing is is that LSD is a schedule 1 drug yeah, and dude. so is mushrooms. Yeah. That means that there are no medical benefits to it, but they did do a study at a college. I don't remember where. But they did this study these two these two uh uh scientists did a study on the effects of LSD and cluster headaches. I was like specifically for yeah, 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 cluster headaches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they're, 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 the problem with it being a Schedule One drug is that there's no freaking way they're going to get FDA approval to release this <laughs> as a treatment for cluster headaches. Yeah, that's not so, going to happen. No matter, I, I think no matter what they find in the studies. But I went back to my doctor. I said, look, man, uh, I know you're a doctor. I know you can't prescribe this. I know you can't even get it. Right. But uh, if you have any other patients that have this, I took LSD and uh, I haven't, and they went they went away. They went away right after I took it. So I sat and watched Family Guy for seven hours straight. That's all I did. <laughs> Laughed my ass off. But, <laughs> but uh, really, that's the only thing that I do as far as drugs. Wow. And and uh, I only do it if I. I was going to say, but there's a, right.
1: So. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not good at it.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. I'm just saying. Yeah, I used I to be. When I was a kid, I took a lot. Smoked pot. Dude, I tried, LSD. man. I
1: fucking tried. Tried my hardest. Couldn't happen. Yeah. Like, it's just like <laughs> I am having the exact same effect. Yeah. Like, all my friends, they were just like, oh, my God. Like, they were getting, like, hyper and running all over the place and just loving life. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you guys. I want to go to bed. Uh, do you? After Taco Bell. Do you dream? You know, I I do dream. mm mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's weird. Yes, I do dream. It's rare. I never dream about, I never have just a normal dream dream, Mm -hmm. you know, of like running through a field or anything like that or, you know, any bullshit like that. No, my dreams are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And it is always, I have a lot of recurring
0: dreams, you know, things of that nature. Well, the thing about DMT is you take it every night everybody listening to this right now takes DMT every night. Right. Every time you go to sleep, you uh enter REM sleep and your brain is using up dimethyl tryptamine and you are off and running. So in essence
1: all you're doing then when you actually do DMT. Mm-hmm. In essence all you're doing is just up in your open up in your dose.
0: Yeah. Well, you're yeah, you're up in your dose, and I mean, and and uh, and just kind of kicking back. You're having a waking dream and enjoying you're the dream. ride. Right? Yeah, 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 right. You're awake. Your brain is utilizing that DMT and uh, that you're that you're not producing because you're awake. Yeah. I think even when you're sleeping, you're not producing enough to say, "Hey, I'm tripping balls," <laughs> and that's and that's why it doesn't last very long when right. you smoke it because you know your body uses it up so fast. you know. When you, I, I don't think I could handle
1: like what you were saying, like when they, when they ingest it, when they drink it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could handle that.
0: And have it last for an hour, hour right. and a half. I'm
1: thinking know. like the 15-minute thing would probably be just about right for me. <laughs> yeah, You know, it's like I would I would want to experience it and then never probably touch it again.
0: The point of these people doing it, though, Is that they're doing it for spirituality. Right. They're not doing it because they want to get fucking high. But I'm telling you what, man. Like, see, this is
1: another point. Like, it was very hard, like you said, like spirituality. Right there in lies some people that are a little crazier than most, or how we would view them as a little crazy. Yeah. But it's really hard to take, like, (laughs) one guy. That I saw in that documentary. It was really hard to take him seriously because his eyes were fucking red. Oh my God. They're red. Like Wait. bloodshot. And he was. I'm like, you're fucking stoned. Yeah. You're doing this interview stoned off your ass right now. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. how am I supposed to listen to you? And he was saying some weird shit. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this guy's interview has to go out the window for me because what, it's not what working. Are you,
0: but listen, getting back to the cop versus <laughs> yeah, versus the that, civilian thing. There it thing. is, right there. When you have a scientist go down there and he does this stuff, right? <laughs> I think that it allows him. And he was a to, professor to focus on, <laughs> to focus on science in a new way, to open his mind. Very possible to new things, which is something we discussed in Neil Adams' uh, yes. interview. That scientists are hard nosed they're narrow-minded they research what they want to research but they're not open to other things uh the the guy who came up with the 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 hypothesis that we're all connected yes uh via our brains which is which is putting the birds together the ones that open the milk canisters in that one area sure uh and i won't go into the details of it but that guy did ayahuasca you see uh-huh. and he's he's a scientist you, you know he's like a, a kind of like a richard dawkins although he, this guy does is considers himself christian yeah. but but yeah. you know he's a hardcore scientist who did ayahuasca and became open to more science possibilities which is something that a lot of scientists needs when when you get to when you get to the stoner on the street and he goes and does ayahuasca (laughs) and he comes back and he was like yeah man this shit was so good right i fucking chipped balls dude (laughs) you gotta do it man like i was seeing all these colors it was great dude you know, I mean, there's, it's completely, completely oh. different. You know what I mean? Right. There's different intents. Exactly. And I think that if if you did it, although I'll be a little worried about you, okay? You should I, be there with me. <laughs> I think that if holding you... Holding my fucking <laughs> hand. I think if you did it, you would come away more enlightened. I think when those guys do it, they come away dumber.
1: Well, see, okay, That that would be my entire purpose. Number one would be for the experience itself. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, that's just me. Mm -hmm. And if it takes me putting myself in a fucked up situation, that's what it's going to take, you know, to experience this. But I would also, I would love more knowledge, obviously on, especially in this, you know, in the, in the paranormal thing in general, be like, what the fuck am I not doing right? How how do I get evidence of the paranormal? Is yeah. it even possible to yeah. obtain concrete evidence?
0: Well, I can tell you right now. I don't uh, think yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But You know, I
1: want, see, and this goes back to me wanting to take you on an actual ghost hunt. Hey but what if they tell you how to how to build a new machine exactly. to detect them? This is uh, that was already a thought that I now. but I'm not a tech person at all. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I don't know
0: if it matters. Uh,
1: I would end up setting something on fire, I think <laughs> is what would happen. <laughs> but I mean uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting in, in itself just thinking that you know the people that trip on DMT and the people that have you know, claim to be abducted. It's it's very interesting to me that they they correlate, you know. Yeah. Some of the stories are yeah. very fucking similar, very similar. So it just makes me wonder. But, you know, then, like I said, we go back to the alien abduction thing and the implantation of things. You know, I mean, it's, it's all interesting. It's very interesting. It is.
0: Okay. I think we've... Uh, I we think beat we've, it. We've, we've beat the dead horse. Yeah, I think we stomped this into the ground. Fuck yeah, and it's only an hour and forty-one minutes. So sorry, people, but uh, <laughs> but hey, listen, we really enjoyed our single email. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I can't say it was the only one because David uh, now, sent David us has, our first yes, email, and David has emailed us. Uh huh. And we very much appreciate that, David. Thank you very much. David
1: is very vocal. On you know on on Facebook and on yes. Twitter and things like that, and we really appreciate that.
0: Really appreciate it. Uh, <coughs>
1: Excuse me. Again.
0: So please, people, send us an email uh, the yeah. the ectoplasm the ectoplasm show at gmail.com? Right. Okay. And uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, the ectoplasm show. If you go to our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, it's just ectoplasm show at gmail. Ectopla- That's what it is, ectoplasm yeah. ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. If you go to our Facebook page or our Ectoplasm show webpage, on the left-hand side of the screen, you're going to see a button. And that button, you can press it. The magic we, button. And if you have a microphone connected to your computer, you can leave us a voicemail message, and we will play that message. As fucked up as it is or as genius as it is, we yeah. don't care. You could say... Hey, guys, uh, I really think you're a couple of cocksuckers, and I really hate the show. Uh, I don't know why I've listened to so many episodes, but for some reason I hate it. I just keep coming back. (laughs) We will play that recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll play. Oh, yeah, we will. So leave us a message on there. Uh, Whoever does it. Will be our first because we have not gotten any messages. Yeah, it's on. a little disappointing. I'm really excited to hear these. Well, you know, you got to build an audience, right? Yeah, yeah, You got to get there. You yeah. uh, know. <laughs> so, anyways, you can leave us a voicemail message. You can send us an email on Gmail, the ectoplasm show at Gmail or ectoplasm show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you got anything to plug there? We just put a new trailer on the website.
1: Yes, go check that out. Uh, JoshHerd.net dot net slash ectoplasm forward slash forward slash ectoplasm. You can check out the uh, the trailer for the documentary "A Brush with Evil," and yeah, we're doing a lot of work on it right now. Yeah, a it, lot
0: of work. Yeah, and the trailer has ghost burping. It's not a burp, Dick.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good stuff, though. It is pretty good stuff. It's fun. Uh, it's my brother. That you see in the very the very beginning part of it. It's my brother getting the shit freaked out of him.
0: <laughs> uh okay, so uh Can you turn this up on there? Oh
1: yeah, man. Here.
0: Let me and, let me figure this out right here. Yeah, figure that figure that stuff out. All right. Everybody
1: stay well and we will talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. See you later.